All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sam's DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, March 31st of 2023 here, wrapping up March, uh, wrapping up our last show of the week here, going into the weekend. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. A lot of DFS action coming at us today. We got a 13-game NBA slate. We have a four-game hockey slate, five-game MLB slate. I know that there is golf uh, going on showdowns we got xfl tomorrow we got nascar on sunday just like so much dfs action coming at you guys if you're not with saber sim at the moment want to check us out there's a link to a seven day no strings attached free trial we do this show monday through friday 2 p.m eastern come on and get your questions answered but that being said gonna get the app pulled up here uh have a few questions that came in in the discord to get us going today it looks like we have about three questions to get us started, but if anybody has any questions, now is always a great time to get those in the queue here. But first question came in from Kevlar87. Question says, could you please explain the different MLB stacks and which are the most beneficial to use and when? Thanks. Okay, yep, happy to talk about this. Uh, let's get it going here. So you can always see what type of stacks uh, we offer or like, we, we, we represent here in the app under stack types. You can see this on the home screen and then you can see it in the post build. Um, different sites have different rules about what type of stacks that you can use here. And I'm just going to remove. specifically here and then um for FanDuel they don't allow you to stack more than four players from one team also you must use at least three teams is my understanding so you can't use like a four four stack you can only use a four three one I believe um you guys can let me know if I'm wrong on that but that is what I I believe is true and then um over on owner's box now I believe on owner's box you could stack up to eight players from the same team. So in um, yesterday, I took third in, in the big uh, owner's box main GPP. Uh, I had a seven stack of Baltimore. So pretty interesting there that they allow you to like play so many players from the same team. Uh, so, you know, you can play up to eight. So uh, I, I would check, you know, the sites that you're playing on and, and see what they're doing. Uh, you could also check the app, right? If you want to like, okay, you know, let me look at DraftKings MLB for, for, uh, Stack types, and then let me go over to FanDuel. Okay, so FanDuel, you can do a 4-4. So I was wrong on that one. So glad we were able to check that out. But we'll we'll show all available stacks. Okay, you can do a 4-4 for FanDuel. And then if we go over to Owner's Box, uh, you can do up to 8. You know, we can even check Yahoo too, which we also support. Uh, Yahoo allows you to do up to 6 players from one team there. So really, the the... The, uh, the amount of players that they allow you to stack is going to be really important in kind of figuring the, these things out. Uh, if you're interested to figure out, you know, okay, how many players, you know, is it good to stack today? I would let the builder tell you that. I don't think that you should go 
into any particular site or slate uh, with this heuristic in mind before hearing what Sabersim has to say. So the best way to figure out what Sabersim has to say about a slate is to go in, pick your contest settings that you're going to be playing, switch to manual mode, and then see how high this correlation slider is. Um, one thing that we talked about, you know, ahead of opening day yesterday, opening day was a big, you know, 11 to 15 game slate, depending on what site you were playing on. But if you played on DraftKings yesterday, it was a big 11 game slate. Correlation was turned all the way to 10. Correlation was at the very highest setting. And then now on a five game main slate, uh, correlation is down to eight. So correlation comes down slightly, not too much, still in this very high range, um, but but two ticks lower overall. So I think um, you can you could be safe understanding that the higher the correlation slider, the bigger stacks that SaberSim thinks are better for this particular slate. And then you could just run a build here on on default settings, no adjustments, and then just go and look at the stack types that you're getting in your entire pool. So so that is what I would do if I'm trying to get ideas about what stacks are best for a particular type of slate. So just going to run this build here, uh, going to let this finish up. And then when I come into the post build, when I am trying to get an idea of what um, Saberson thinks I should do for a particular slate. I always change my number of lineups to however many lineups I have in my pool. So if you're on the pro plan, you can build 5,000 lineups. Uh, I would I would look at all 5,000 lineups and look at the biggest sample that you can look at depending on you know your pool size here. So then uh, what I so so if your number of lineups is your pool, you could see that under the exposure column here. If you don't do that, just you know, a note for you guys, you can scroll over to the right here. And then we do have pool exposure. I usually just change it at the top. That way I don't have to scroll over uh, and I can just see the entire pool here. But what I'll do is I'll change the number of lineups to my entire pool, go over to my stack types. Uh, we also do have a pool column here. That's, that's much easier to see if you're looking at stacks or teams. But if you're trying to look at something like pitchers, uh, then it can be harder to see. So just, just some different ways of using the app here. Uh, but but right off the bat, our top three stacks are all five stacks. A 5-2, a 5-3, a naked five stack. Uh, that's just a term for like a five stack where it's like 5-1-1-1. One, one, one. You, you, you just have a five stack by itself. So that is a term that people will use. Uh, just some DFS nomenclature for you guys there. And then, you know, we come down here. We're, we are getting some four stacks, but we're not getting that many, right? So then it's like, okay, you know, I've looked at my entire pool. Maybe it, maybe let me look at like the top 10% of my pool and then see what I'm getting. So here, uh, pretty reflective, right? Our highest pool exposure stacks are showing up uh, the most frequent here with some of these other stacks sprinkling in here. I'm, I'm okay allowing these into my pool, uh, allowing these into the number of lineups that I'm going to play uh, because they are showing up enough in my pool that I'm not super concerned about them. I would be really... Uh, well, I basically would not play these stacks down here where it's like a 2-2-2 two, 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 or a 2-2-2-2 two, 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 where there's only one of them in my entire pool of 631. And, uh, you know, just for that one lineup to sneak into my set, I would just probably exit out here. Uh, there was a pro video a while back. Uh, I think that, you know, that's one of the great reasons to be on the Sabersim Pro plan is you get the pro exclusive content. 
we're probably going to be coming out with our uh, pro video for the week today. So be on the lookout for that for the pro, pro subscribers. But Matt, Matt said something in the video that really got me to think. It's like when you see a lineup show up one out of, you know, say 500 times, you don't actually know if that's a one in 500 occurrence or if that's a one in, you know, 5,000 occurrence, one in 50,000 occurrence, uh, because that, that, that never happened again. Right. So, so that's basically the point. So like in, in the, you know, the first 500 times it happened once, uh, you don't actually know if that's going to happen again, or if you're going to go this very long period without it ever happening again. And then, you know, what looks like a one in 500 outcome, it could really be a one in, you know, 10,000 outcome, because if you were to run it, you know, another 9,500 times, that outcome never happened again. So I'm very cautious with things that only happen once in, in a pool. So I just, just like a general note, I thought that was a really smart and sharp point. Uh, So something that I've really retained from some of that pro content there. Uh, But, but yeah, but getting back to the original question, you know, run a build, uh, different sites are going to play differently. Different stacks sizes are going to be optimal for different type of contests and and sites and slate sizes. So uh, let SaberSim kind of be your guide and, and try and get some general ideas from the builder. But really good question to get us kicked off there. Uh, next question here from AJ. AJ said, hello, was watching an old video from July 31st, 2021, building 150 lineups. Jordan was talking about adding value to individual ownership manually based on Vegas odds. Is this still a good idea or something that is taken into account after uh, Sabre score 2.0? So I, I, I do think that there is still value to be added um by users uh, and and i think that vegas is like a good indication of that here uh so i'm gonna go back to yesterday's slate we'll talk a little bit about opening day here but one thing is that um hold on actually let me just mess around with this really quickly here um but but one thing is that you know i think that there's something to be said about checking Vegas and checking like the highest team totals or the highest um, teams with like the highest implied run totals. Those teams are usually going to have like the most ownership. The Braves were the perfect example yesterday for that. And I would be inclined to like, okay, you know, let me go look at the Vegas totals. Let me go see what the ownerships are for these specific teams. And then let me see if I agree with that overall, or if I think that these teams are under projected and if I need to do something manually to kind of better reflect that here. So let me just hop over to uh, back to yesterday here and see what, um, what the Braves had going on. But my understanding is like Brave stacks came in around like 30% ish owned. And if you go and look at like some of the um, ownership projections that we had, we had, you know, Acuna at like 15%, Riley at 14%. I think that, you know, you, what you could probably do is like go to the highest implied run total teams uh, sort by batting order here and see what like the top, five-ish, maybe six-ish players are like uh, projected for here and then figure out, you know, um, 
kind of estimate like what a, what a stack would be, right? So like, I this this is I have not done any testing with this. This is just kind of like an eye test, something that I do. But it's like okay, you know, Zuna seven, Murphy like nine, Albie's like nine ten, Riley like fourteen, Olsen like nine, Acuna like fifteen. You know, this is gonna be somewhere probably in like the ten to twenty percent ish stack uh, range would be like my guess here. Uh, you know, we we're not estimating. Uh, stack ownership at the moment i think that you know this is one way that that i personally do it uh i'm open to hearing the ways other people do it but you know just trying to like give you guys some thoughts about what i'm doing myself and and how i'm trying to figure that out i have heard jordan talk about this in the past about you know trying to figure out different ways to estimate stack ownership here but but what i'll say you know getting back to my original point is that the Braves ended up coming in a lot higher owned uh, on like a stack percentage uh, basis or just individual player basis was in like the 20 to 30-ish percent range. Uh, so I think that, you know, that is a factor of probably two things here. One is their team total. Two is them being like a high team total against somebody who is like known to be a very, uh, I, I don't want to call any like major leaguer bad, but but Patrick Corbin has not been very good in, in, in very recent seasons, like especially last season. And they were the first game on the slate here. Right. So everybody, you know, excited about opening day, want to get their lineups in. You see the Braves against Patrick Corbin, like right at the start of the slate. I think those are really easy names to click on. Uh, So, so I do think that there is value to be added from an ownership perspective and you could use Vegas to kind of guide you in that way. Um, our, Will, Will and Eric talked about this on the models, um, the models stream, I guess the MLB model stream that they did with Jordan. If you guys haven't seen that, we have a playlist up on our YouTube channel, how to beat MLB DFS in 2023. And the last video in that is like a models interview with Will and Eric. So basically what Will says is that we are not solving for Vegas, uh, run totals uh we use those as like a sanity check in our um like finalization process of the projections and of what everything comes in from our sim from our model uh but but we are getting to these team totals by our own internal uh measures by 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 everything that our models and algorithms are are coming up with and generating so we are not you know trying we we are okay being away from vegas is is basically the point um we are you know okay taking a stand you know being under being over so that will have an effect on on some of our projections because our ownership model is looking at you know what an optimal player would play uh the players based on uh how would i say this the rate that an optimal player would play each individual player uh based on you know our model. So, so they're going to be some biases in there. So if we are lower on Atlanta's run total than um, Vegas is, then we might have Atlanta's ownership a little bit lower. So I think that, you know, you could use Vegas and then see if we're off, you know, we're not going to be very far off. We're not going to be like an entire runoff. That's what Will was saying. Uh, our, our sanity checks are going to keep us within those bounds or, or alert us. And then we're able to go back and look and then see what's going on. Um, but I do think that there is some value to be added in that respect. All right. 
next question here from John in the Discord. And I see a lot of questions coming in in the YouTube chat. Uh, we will get to all the questions before the end of the show. Going to knock these ones out in the Discord first. Uh, John said, is there a way to reduce the sim diversity for pitchers who stay closer to the median projection while keeping it high for batters? Or does the sim take that into account? Uh, I think this is a really, really uh, good question. I, I like the spirit of it. I like where it's coming from. So, John, I think that, that this is a really good question. Uh, thank you for asking it. Uh, so, so you know, this is something that we've talked about in the days leading up to MLB here is how um, batters will have a much higher mean projection than their median projection. And the easiest way to check this is go and look at their projection under SS Proj or my Proj if you're aggregating or uploading or something. And then go and look at their 50th percentile. This is basically going to be their median here of, of eight. So almost, you know, like 1.8 points here uh, different. That's like 20% of, of this score here, you know, uh, 9.79. So so pretty big uh, difference there. Uh, I, that, I think that's why, you know, John is asking this question here. And then if you were to go look at pitchers here where projection is 23.92 and then their 50th percentile is 24.7. So, so much, much closer there, right? Uh, I think that the sim diversity slider and the way that we're bucketing the sims handles this really well. So basically what sim diversity is doing is the higher sim diversity the smaller buckets of sims that we are taking, and then the lower sim diversity, the larger buckets of sim uh, of the larger buckets of sims we're like randomly sampling from the sim database here. So just what what you can understand from this is like the lower this is, the closer to the mean score the players are going to score on average. And then the the higher it is, uh, the more variant these players' projections can come. So, so as an example, let's, let's just make up some numbers here. Uh, at nine sim diversity, we are going to take five sims from the builder and then see how the players did across those five sims. Uh, then take the average projection or average fantasy points that the player scored, use those when determining how to build an individual lineup. And then let's say at uh, one, we're using a hundred sims and then at, um, we, we randomly sample 100 sims. We take the average point fantasy point totals that the player scored and then build an individual lineup based on um, that calculation there. So by, by randomly sampling the sims, we're going to get some sims where Acuna, you know, does goes over four. And then we might get, you know, one sim where he does... Uh, he hits a home run and gets, you know, 14, 15-ish points, right? So so by by knowing what the frequency at what these rates occur by by uh, simming the games at bat by at bat and getting these outcomes, you know, over the, the 5,000 plus sims per game that we have, uh, we're able to figure this out and know what frequency that these things are happening at. And then that gets worked into... Um, the the builder your lineups uh, through sim diversity so that is how it works I don't think that there is a uh, th there isn't a way to have sim diversity for pitchers and sim diversity for batters but I don't think you need it because we understand the distributions you know you can look at the distribution for Acuna and then you can look at the distribution for a pitcher and you're going to see how night and day they are 
And um, by knowing these distributions, we are able to account for that in the sim without you having to do any additional work. All right. Good question there. Um, Eagles has a question. Eagles said, uh, can you demo owner's box to get lineups in their site? Uh, yeah, sure. I could definitely do that. So let me just pull up owner's box here. So owner's box, um, the, the one like tricky thing that they do is they use um, the term global swap instead of like CSV upload. So like global swap on like DraftKings means something totally different than what it means on owner's box. So that is really where you need to go to like upload your CSVs. Uh, so, so what I would do is, is if I, if I'm on owner's box here and I'm, I'm actually not registered for any contests here at the moment, but what you do is you just go to this global swap and then this is where you upload your CSV. So if you are on SaberSim and you uh, are building your lineups, you, um, are in the post build, you fill your lineups, you download your CSV. Uh, the CSV that you download, you just go to owner's box, you go to this global swap, and then you just drag and drop it, or you can just uh, upload it from your computer. So this is where all of the CSV interaction takes place. And then um, we, we should have a hyperlink here to automatically download your template file from owner's box. If you're having trouble with this for whatever reason, you just go to this global swap, you pick the sport you're playing, you pick the type you're playing, which would be standard, and then you pick the slate, and then you're able to download your CSV with all of your contest data and all of your lineups, and then load that into SaberSim. So, so that's how I would do it. Um, I didn't have any issues with this yesterday. I just know it can be a little hard to find, uh, especially if you're so used to playing on like DraftKings or, or one of the other major sites. Uh, Ryan said, it's really easy to get lineups on owner's box and to late swap. Glad to hear that. Um, you know, community feedback is obviously very important for us, especially with a new uh, site that we're supporting like that. So glad to hear that uh, users are able to find that. And I'm happy to give any demos or, or help you guys out. Uh, however, however is needed. All right. Uh, Mike has a question here. Last question in the discord. And then we're going to jump over to the YouTube chat. Mike said, Hey, Andrew, do the Sims need time to catch up being it's a new season with new players, new teams, et cetera? And if so, how long does it need? Uh, Mike, so if you, uh, so I'll, I'll answer this question. I'll give you guys like the too long didn't read of it here. But if you're interested in like a deeper dive into this, I'm going to pull it up on the YouTube channel. If you guys go over to how to beat MLB DFS in 2023, and then how do simulations work, an in-depth breakdown of our baseball model. Uh, this is like a little bit of a long watch, 52 minutes here, but I think it's really worth it, especially like with the weekend coming up here. Uh, if you guys, you know, have some time on your commutes to and from work, uh, wh whenever you guys catch this show, I, I would really recommend checking out this video here. Uh, but but the answer to your question is yes. You know, the builder, the the sim, the model is going to need time to um, adjust to new players and, and new frequencies and things like that uh we are doing our best to adjust to some of the rule changes here uh, i can tell you that you know we've made adjustments to stolen base rate and and are closely monitoring that situation with uh the the frequency there i know there were a lot of stolen bases yesterday so definitely internal discussions happening on that closely monitoring some of those things but i think for for individual players, uh, we have made adjustments to adapt faster, but I think that 
there are still going to be instances where we don't um, adapt super quickly or, or don't have like a ton of recency uh, weight within, you know, the last two games or within the last three games within the last week, uh, something like that. Eric really goes into depth on that question here. I don't know at what point they talk about it, uh, but, but if, if you have the time, I would highly recommend checking out this video. All right. Going to get Saberson pulled back up here. And then we are going to jump back uh, into the YouTube chat. So first question came in from John. John said, love the content you guys do here on a daily basis. Very excited for baseball. Any chance we could get total bases added for hitters on the stat projection page uh, would mainly be for betting props and not really DFS related. Um, so let me see what we have. Okay, I'm on pitchers. That's why. So pitchers. Uh, so... I mean, I guess what you could do is probably like add these up. You know, you take like singles, doubles, triples, home runs, and like add this up. Uh, you could also probably download this and do it. Uh, that that would be my guess here, right? So you could you could download the CSV and then um, use add adding some columns and then like assign a value to you know singles double like single equals one doubles equals two triples equals three home runs equal four and then um do like a sum a sum formula and then figure that out on a player by player basis you would just have to add in some columns so if you're if you're looking to do that uh i think that would be probably be one way to do it if if anybody's not aware we do offer a prop plan uh we have been offering it since about january our NBA props have been very good. We're up like over 40 units since January. Um, it's an option to pro subscribers. So if you are on Saberson Pro, you will have this additional add-on available to you for NBA props. Uh, we are going to continue the NBA prop plan. That is going to turn into the MLB prop plan. And then uh, it's it's essentially just going to be Saberson props year-round for MLB, NFL, and NBA. Uh, so we are kind of nearing the end here uh, of our NBA uh, season. So then that is going to turn into MLB props. So if you're looking for MLB props um, and and uh, want to get in on some more uh, sports betting action, uh, we should be offering that in, in the coming weeks here. So I would be on the lookout for any announcements, but being on Saberson Pro is going to be your ticket uh, to being able to access those. Okay, Mike said, Owner's box, your thoughts on uniques for MLB? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I would use them. I, I would, uh, I, I would use uniques for every site for, uh, all of the classic slates. I think that it's especially important in a game where batters are so variant and their range of outcomes are so wide. And, and, you know, a guy could have a three home run game and then, you know, next game he could have you know, go over four and score zero. Right. Uh, so I think min uniques are, are really good. I think that you're going to be able to get to higher min uniques easier uh, compared to something like NBA. So it should be a lot easier for the builder to find you more unique lineups. That's, that's specifically due to the way sim diversity works and us randomly sampling uh, the, the builder here. So, so I'll tell you guys, like kind of the way I, I, I do this is, that I will count the number of players in a lineup 
So this is nine players. And I'll go to something that's like right about half right off the bat and then see where that takes me in my pool, right? So so there's nine players here. Uh, at four being uniques, I'm at 270, lineup 271 is the last in my pool, uh, right about halfway in my pool here. Um, if I'm building 150, I'm usually building 5,000 because I'm on the pro plan. But just for the sake of this example, I'm building 150. I have a pool of 526. Uh, halfway in my pool, I would be fine with four. Um, I would check five. You know, I'm also okay with five, 337 here. Uh, Jordan, in his content, what he says is that he basically tries it, maxes it out to where he runs out of lineups, which would be uh, uniques of seven here. And then he goes one back from that. So then he would play something like six. But Jordan likes to get really spread out. Um, I like to be a little more aggressive. So we just have a little bit different styles in that regard. But I think both options are fine. There's really not a wrong or right answer here. Just depends. Uh, you know, are you happy with the exposures and the stands that you're taking and and some of that, um, some of those cont- lineup portfolio characteristics, I would say, is 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 what I would check when trying to make that determination final there. Uh, Sean said, is there a way to avoid getting the same pitcher in every lineup? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think Min Uniques is going to be a great way to do that. You know, we have Garrett Cole now in only 22% of our 150 lineups, as opposed to Min Uniques of one here, where he is in... This is immense building, uh, 28% of our lineup. So this number goes down, uh, looks pretty spread out here, like kind of right off the bat pretty easily here. You could always decrease your max exposure. If this is too much exposure for you, say you want to play something closer to like the pool here, uh, just, just drop it down and then you'll get the supply button and then you'll be able to hit apply. And then we will go and find other lineups where that picture is not used, uh, to play in your, to, to put into your contest. So you could do it on a max exposure level for individual pitchers. You could try and uh, I, I would always like let Minuniques handle it first and then do any fine tune adjustments. But those are like your two best friends when trying to figure that out. All right, Ryan said less people maxing the NBA contest yesterday on Owners Box. I don't get why you would take up nine percent of the contest. No one is that much better than their opponents, and placing first to ten is pretty random. Yeah, so. Um, you know, pretty pretty interesting. Uh, we we just recently started working with Owners Box, and um, you know, the great thing is that it, it's a smaller site. Andy talked about it. We're able to give them some feedback about certain um, contest uh, dynamics and stuff. And and I think that uh, that was one of the things that that we had mentioned was that um, you know nine percent is like kind of high, and and in, in in some of the MLB contests that are coming out, I believe it's like three percent of the field, which is exactly what like DraftKings and FanDuel do. They allow you to an individual player to take up 3% of the field. But when, when I'm trying to figure out how many lineups to play in a contest, I'm always going and looking at like what 10th plays, uh, what 10th place pays. And then basically only entering like up to that limit more often than not. So let's say there is a um, hundred let uh I don't I don't know a good example. I mean I guess we could just like go and pull up a contest here. So let me just go over to owner's box. And uh let's just go to the lobby. I'm gonna go to MLB. Uh let's say 
let's let's pick like this twelve dollar right um twelve dollar forty five max uh you go in here like we said you know it's kind of kind of random uh what some of these uh I, I like the very top ends of the payout structure here so I don't think it's wrong to pick something between like fifth and like this thirteenth here and uh figure out you know I don't want to enter more than that right so like let's say that um you don't want to enter more than 20 lineups because 12 times 20 is 240. And for an individual lineup to pay off your entry fees for the night, you would probably have to get like six and then you'll have like, you know, some more min caches down here or something like that. So like, I don't, I don't think it's wrong to go into a contest and intentionally play less than the max here. So um, that's, that's something I think we talked about earlier this week on office hours. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to, retouch on it and and i don't think that you know you could go wrong by playing less than than the max there's nothing wrong with doing that all right demetrius said can you recommend some mlb lineup rules and should we play them all together or only use one at each build and then it looks like demetrius has a second question but let's stick with this mlb one here so like as like a baseline mlb rule something that we have been talking about um consistently here is and I'm going to go to DraftKings. I'm pretty sure I have it on this one. So hovering over to DraftKings. Uh, yes, this rule here. So this is like our like quote unquote like baseline rule that that we've been uh, talking about a lot on this show. So basically, what we're saying is that if there is a player on a team who has less than a 10% home run expectation, then use at least three players from the same team in that lineup. So what we're saying is like, hey. If a guy doesn't really have the ability to, or or it's 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 not super likely that this player can you know hit a home run and get all of their fantasy points on their own with one swing of the bat, uh, it's probably going to need to be a team effort, RBIs, runs, stolen bases, uh, etc. So if if such player shows up, make sure that player is used in a stack here, and I'll remove the question from the screen so you can you know pause it, take a screenshot, uh, and and write the rule the same exact way. Really important to group by team here, uh, but but that is like our baseline rule that we have been uh, talking about, been been uh, telling users to uh, that that is like a fine rule of thumb when they come on this show and ask for like a baseline rule. But I used that rule yesterday. I was happy with the way my lineups were looking, the way my stacks were looking, and I don't mind uh, giving that one to you guys as a like good general heuristic there. All right, Demetrius said, what NBA lineup rules would you use for tonight's slate? So another like safe-ish rule here for NBA is usually uh, use no more than three players from the same team. I think that rule is probably less relevant at this point in the season than earlier points in the season. I think that, you know, a lot of teams are are tanking or, or resting players or shutting players down, i.e. Portland here. Um, I think the best thing that you could do when determining if you want to use a rule like that is go into the value column and then sort descending here and then see what the values are. Usually anything over like sixth value is usually pretty high. Um, but I don't see anybody that is like, uh, I don't see one team showing up a lot here. So I think that's like a fine rule in general here. So it'd be like a group automatic rule, uh, use no more than three. And then you group by team here. Uh, what this the 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 basis for this rule is that there's only so many fantasy points to go around 
in a team. And if I am playing a team like uh, Boston, for example, um, it, you know, if, if Tatum is scoring, then, you know, those are shots that Jalen Brown is not taking. And those players are probably negatively correlated here if I were to just pull them up. So if I, if I pull up their distributions, I can see their correlations to other players. And Jalen Brown is the highest negative correlation, which is like kind of what I expected there, especially for players on a team that are both over 40 point point expectation here. Uh, so that is like what the correlation slider is ultimately guarding you against here. Um, but I think like as a general rule, uh, uh, a group rule of no more than three per team is, is particularly fine on most NBA slates. But I would look into the slate, see if there were any opportunities to um, turn that rule off for specific teams if a huge value opens up and maybe you do want to play four or five from an individual team. Uh, those opportunities do happen. And so I would just do some slate research and figure out if that opportunity is present on today's slate. All right, question from Matt Tillman. Matt said, for Fando MLB, would you run 300 lineups for the nickel and quarter contests and unique random fill or two separate 150 builds? Uh, good question. So what I would do personally is I would run one build of 300 lineups and then I would use the unique rank uh, fill method. So what unique rank is going to do, uh, I'll just demo this on DraftKings. It's going to be the same for FanDuel or for DraftKings here. Oh, actually, no, I don't have the build run yet. So let's go over to FanDuel. We'll just run it on FanDuel here. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it to my 150 settings. Uh, I'm going to change this to 300 lineups. I'm going to run my build here. I'm going to let the build finish here. But but basically what Unique Rank does is it puts your top however many. So like say I have a CSV with 250 maxes, no other contests. It's going to put my top ranked 150 lineups into the first contest and then the bottom ranked 150 lineups into the second contest. So let's say, you know, I go in here, I adjust my min uniques. I, um, I make any other adjustments that I want to make here. And then what's going to happen is that the first 150 lineups after I make all my adjustments would by filling unique rank, will go into the quarter and then the second 150 or whatever 150 is left will go into the nickel. So by doing this, what you're basically saying is like, hey, I want to put my top ranked lineups into the contest that has the highest prize pool or the highest first place prize, uh, the contest that I want to win. And then the next set of lineups goes into the lower, do lower dollar contest overall. So I think this is a good rule of thumb. Like by doing this, you know, regardless of what happens, uh, at least, you know, people will say like, oh, unique rank uh, did me dirty. It, it put my highest actual score you know, into my um, lower dollar contest, right? But if you do it with unique rank, it's like, yeah, you know, my highest actual score uh, was in my lower dollar contest, but that lineup was, you know, rank 516 in my pool and I probably wouldn't have got to it anyways. So at least I know that my best contest went into the contest that I wanted them to and gives you a little more peace of mind at the end of the night, regardless of what happens there. All right, uh, Colin uh, asks, non-DFS related, but what GPU are you rocking in the PC behind you? Oh, man, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I've, I've had this PC 
uh, for for a couple years here. I used to game on it. I used to be a big like Fortnite grinder back in like my college days. Uh, so so I was like, uh, I'm on I'm on, I'm in California, so I was on like the West Coast servers here. Uh, but yeah, no, I was I was grinding it out. So got a got a good um, good system here. So this is a i7 9700 eight core uh 3.6 gigahertz with a uh geforce 2070 um video card graphics card graphics card so 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 i'm not i'm not like uh super into specs i had somebody help me out uh help me pick what to buy but i do keep the specs handy uh, because people will ask questions about it from time to time, but it has served me well for, for a while here. All right. Joe or said, is there a way to hide the lineup panel? So you are able to see more slash all columns in your player exposures, ownership, leverage, et cetera, panel. Okay. Good question here. So usually, so, so there's not a way to, to completely hide this. Uh, you can, you should be able to scroll in and out here. Um, but it does kind of break down at some point. Uh, these gaps look really big here, uh, larger than usual. So I, I, and I can't seem to find a way to decrease it. So let me ask the team about it. I'll make a note here and uh, decrease empty space player names. MLB. So, so by, if, if we were to fix this, all this empty space here, that would create more space for you to be able to see uh, your columns and stuff. So I could see how that could be a big annoyance here. So let me take that back to the team and see if we could do something to decrease this and ultimately create some more space on the other side there. But thank you for bringing it up. All right. Um, Pure Creo said, I have two questions. One, what is the best way to upload lineups on DraftKings? There always seems to be a problem with them compared to FanDuel or Yahoo. Two, is there a way to add a rule to not use players not in the lineup or bullpenners in MLB? Okay, um, so first question here. So the easiest way to upload your lineups is when you – let me just enter a free contest here uh, for DraftKings for today, and then I can demo this pretty easily here. So usually I'll just like go and enter one of like the free dollar contests. So we have a CSV just to work with here. So give me a second to get that entered. All right. Okay. Boom. Contest is entered. So what I would do is I would come in here, download my template file, upload that. And then I'm going to go and uh, build my lineup here. So I'm just going to make my two adjustments. Just gonna build a hundred lineups. Gonna let these hundred lineups run, and then we will use the fill entries button up here in the right hand corner. That's enough lineups. So we just need one for the demo. Okay, so now that I have my lineups, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna use this fill entries button. I'm going to use unique rank, which is the default here. It uh, doesn't really matter, but it would matter if I had like a portfolio here. I'm going to use fill entries. The easiest way to do this is hit this little down drop bar on the right-hand side. I'll, I'll move the question out of the way. Um, 
When you hit this little side button, it's going to allow you to download and open DraftKings. When you click this button, it will take you to the exact page that you need to download, that you need to upload your lineups. So there, because DraftKings is weird, they have like a upload lineups and then they have a upload entries. You always have to be on the upload entries. If you go to upload lineups, it will just basically upload your lineups to the site. And then you would have to go to the site and then redistribute the lineups to the contest. So easiest thing is to upload your entries, which have your lineups attached to your contest. And using this button here will allow you to go directly to the right page and then just upload your CSV. So I would always just use that button and then it will uh, open it up in your browser and then take you to the right spot. But that is how you do it. Uh, second question, is there a way to add a rule to not use players not in the lineup or bullpenners in MLB lineups? So frankly, I couldn't imagine this happening. Like if a player is not in the lineup, um, they shouldn't have a projection, first of all. So like, you know, we have order, you know, one through nine here, and then everybody else has zero projections. So these players should never end up in your lineup. Uh, what you could do is set like a min projection floor here to just make sure that they're just completely removed. So maybe you just come in here and just do my projection greater than greater than two for your batters here. And then I, I can't imagine that you're going to have a batter who is actually in a lineup with a projection less than two. So if we go down here, I'm just all the way down at the bottom. I actually didn't want to do that. I want to hide. Okay. So, so our lowest, point projection here is like 4.3 and then there is not a player less than 4.3 in a, in a lineup so i think that you should be safe with just any minimum floor projection here and then all these guys have projections but just in general we won't project players not in the starting lineup and then for your pitchers um i would also be really surprised if if you got players who were like relief players in or or just uh, not expected to start overall in your lineups here. Uh, but I think you could do another projection floor here. So what you could do is do like a, uh, just name these, right? Do like batters, uh, batters filter here, and then uncheck pitchers, and then do my projection greater than four, which is what we saw here. Save that one, and then do one for pitchers only. And then do, uh, just name it pitchers. And then do my projection greater than, I don't know, it was like six or something like that. So, so yeah, so like the bullpen guys were at like three and then the uh, starters were at like nine. So I think six is a fine number here. And then now that these are saved, they'll be in this load filters button here. And then you can just go in and load these um, for your slate. So you log on, you know, new slate, go in, add your filters for batters, hit save go in and add your filter for pitchers, hit save, and then go on your way. And then if you don't even want to see these guys, you can use this little eye icon and then remove the batters like from the table. And then they won't even be in view for you to see and to just clutter up your space. So that is how I would do that. Um, Okay. Pure Creo said, thanks. Uh, Joe said, thanks. Yep. Happy, happy to uh, help you guys out there. Uh, Creo said it happened in the showdown. Oh, okay. So, so, Honestly, I would be um, I would be a little more open to playing relief pitchers and showdown in general here. Uh, the starters are not going to throw nine innings. Uh, if you can 
pay attention to, you know, who's pitched recently, who is likely to pitch out of the bullpen. And um, I know that there are like some good, like bullpen usage, like websites uh, that could give you a pretty good edge. Relief pitchers are usually going to come in pretty low owned. And um, you know, if there's a good save opportunity, closer hasn't pitched in a couple days and, you know, team is favored by like a run uh, you know, opportunities to play those guys. So th- they are risky, you know, they may or may not play, uh, but I would be a little more open to leaving some relief pitchers available in my showdown specific only lineups. Um, yeah, Joe said uh, relief pitchers and showdowns can give you the nuts. No, they really can. And, and they, they're highly underutilized. So I think that playing relief relief pitchers, I would be open to in showdown specifically there. All right. Uh, next question from Uncrabby Cabby here. And um, Uncrabby Cabby said, Hey, Andrew, did your rule give you the stack combos you were looking for? Or did you further manipulate the builder in step one? Uh, no, I'm not really doing any. How would I say this? You know, I do a lot of research for like NBA and adjust stuff in the home screen. I'm really not doing that for MLB. Um, the rule that I, that we used with uh, the, um, you know, basically like to kind of curate your one-off pool here uh, worked well. I really liked my stacks that I was seeing in the post build. And I just, um, I ran some research build to help me get an idea of how I wanted to attack the slate. And I just kind of rolled with that. And I was really happy with what came out on the other side. So I think that, this rule as a baseline is kind of really all I did here. And then most of my work for MLB all gets done in the post build, any risk management, any um, leverage plays that I want to do. I really just handle in the post build. Uh, Uncrabby Cabby had another question yesterday toward the end of the show that I actually um, didn't see. So I apologize about that, but I did write it down and I did want to uh, touch on that today. So the question was, by sorting by percentile, am I embracing more of the variance than sorting by saber score? Uh, this is a good question. So technically, it's complicated. <laughs> so so you would have to look at the formulas for the saber scores that you're using here. So like, let's say we're doing a like a opening day, this large slate one here. Um, if you're using 99th percentile, it's being weighted at 0.8. And then, but we're also waiting some projections. So if you were to like just go in and use 99th percentile, yes, you would be waiting percentile more than what Saber score is using because we are using this some projection in 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 like a baseline format to kind of um, balance it out with like we're not just fully maximizing for upside here. We are waiting the mean projection as well um along with ownership here but if you were to come in here just sort by a percentile uh you would be weighting that more than what saber score is weighting it as so that's probably the best way to tell that is to go in look at what the saber score formula says and uh make a determination about you know how far how much more weight would a 100 uh percent weight of percentile be than what saber score is saying for an individual slate. And then Uncrabby Cabby said, appreciate it. Yeah, sorry I missed that. I wanted to make sure I got back to that today. So thank you for, for jumping in and, and you jogged my memory there. All right. Um, Joe said, I thought the lightning bolt was supposed to turn red if you had players in your lineup that were ruled out as starters. So, so yes. Yeah, so if you have a player in your lineup and then that player, you know, 
was in the projected lineup and then ends up sitting and then does not uh, start. What we'll do is when we run a new sim, we'll give that player a point projection of zero. And then this red lightning bolt will turn on. So that, that should be happening. If that's not happening, if anybody notices that, uh, use the report a problem link up here under the settings dropdown, and then just write us a quick message telling us what's going on. We'll be able to figure it out. Uh, that did work properly for me yesterday. I had somebody on like the White Sox, and then they ended up not playing, and then this turned on, and I was able to get them swapped out. Um, Joe said, it didn't kill me, but I had some exposure to Kyle Stowers but the swap function never turned red and I took a zero from him. Is there a reason why? Just curious for the future things. So, so Joe, that should not happen. Um, what I would do is just write us a message and just say, Hey, yesterday, you know, Kyle Stowers was not dropped from my lineups. Um, and then by doing this, this sends us a lot of information about like your subscription and your, and your, uh, your account. And then that allows us to troubleshoot it further. So there's nothing wrong with still going back and writing us that message today. That'll just allow us to look into it, you know, over the weekend here or um, when, whenever we can, but we do have weekend support um, Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. Uh, Danny said, does that rule created for MLB apply to FanDuel? Uh, yeah, I would say, yes, this is like a stat rule here. You know, we are basing that off of uh the stats that come up in our uh, sims and we are using the same sim database for all sites. I would say, you know, maybe adjust the number of players on the other side here. So like FanDuel allows four max. So maybe you're like, okay, I'm all right with a three stack here. And, and um, I'm, I'm okay with using this player in a three stack. And then I want to save it as a three stack instead. So I would just, um, I think, I think a three stack as like a baseline is like fine anyways for this rule, if you want to say at least two, and then just guarantee a three stack in that case, as opposed to guaranteeing a four stack. I think that's totally fine. But, uh, okay, jumping back. Those are all the questions in the YouTube chat. Got one more here in the Discord. Question is, is there a way to say, say maybe save 150 lineups by hand i make import it into saber sim and rank in a pool of say 500 lineups i make in saber sim so really interesting question here the answer is i don't know um i'm gonna make a note here of this question and then i will circle back to this one on monday show so there is a way in the entries tab to upload lineups you can upload just raw lineups here um using this button here and then you know go and pull in a file um i don't know if you could do exactly what you're saying so i i do not think that you can add the lineups that you upload to a build and like combine those overall i don't think you can do that so so the answer is probably going to be no in that regard uh, but if you want to upload lineups and um, see, I just don't know like what you can do with them from here. That's kind of what I have to go and figure out. Um, so, so let me circle back on Monday. I'll get some more info about what this upload lineups does, what you could do with the lineups from here. Uh, but, but this is probably the first step in that journey. So I, I have this question written down. I will circle back to it on Monday's show. All right, everybody, uh, nice long show today. I appreciate all of the viewership and the questions and everybody tuning in and asking questions live. 
Uh, good luck in all of your contests this weekend. If anybody needs anything, drop a message in the support channel or hit us with a report a problem link. Uh, team will be around to help you guys out as needed. But good luck in all your contests. Take care. We will be right back on Monday, April 3rd for our next show. So until then, see ya. Bye.